jumps over the big brown log and chases the quick, fast fox. Unique New York. Blah, blah, blah. I'm probably crystal clear again now. Nope. You are definitely choppy and robotic again. Because everything says excellent now. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Sing, me, sing me a little song. See if it holds up. No. <laughs> oh, come on. I'm not recording. <laughs> No, um, no, because when I was 15 years old, and this is probably coming through crystal clear again, I'm expecting because my phone's ahead of everything. So when I was 15 years old, I decided that I would actually just not worry about what what other people thought. And I would, you know, just participate in church fully. And in the middle of me singing, my mom was like, you know, you don't have to sing so loud. And I was like, "Ooh." (laughs) so guess what? I didn't sing so loud ever again, even now. Ouch. I'm glad that's the direction that story went because I was afraid it was going to be like a and the father took full advantage kind of story. And I'm I'm glad it didn't go there. No, good, good. No, not that kind of choir practice. I mean, you did say you were involved fully. So I I mean, you know, no, that was just, you know, when your own mother in church is like, maybe not. (laughs) That's that's an indication. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's just a buzzkill. Yep. Yeah. Maybe maybe, maybe not so much then. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Go Dad Go. This is episode number two. 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 I'm Doug, and this is Tom. And uh, we have had some, and by we, I mean I, have had some connection issues recently. So we're just going to go through this, and I'm going to try to not talk too quickly before it all turns off again. Or maybe talk really quickly before it all turns off again. Maybe that's the story. Yeah, I I talked too fast last time. Um so before we get started into there you are he's back (laughs) yeah no actually you just froze like this oh perfect (laughs) i just stared at it for a while and i was talking like which one of us is gone probably me that's how it's been tonight i I had you doing like a half moose antler thing yeah yeah because i was was leaning yeah it was perfect (laughs) Yeah, great. It wasn't quite a bullwinkle. It was just bull or winkle. No, it was winkle. That's what we're going to Yeah, definitely yes, winkle. It's definitely a winkle. Yeah. So, yeah. So, this is apparently going to be the whole night tonight. <laughs> um, but what I was saying was, Tom, you know, Tom does a good job of finding those uh, links just to put me in that weird place where, like, I like it, but I don't like it. And he has a special talent for that. Um, but what I was going to say before we got into making me spontaneously combust on the inside, um, that our mere presence right now forging through the terrible wi-fi probably completely on my end we're climbing the ranks of podcasts 12 percent of researched podcasts only publish one episode so just by listening to this second episode all you peoples you are listening to the 13th percentile of podcasts and we would like to thank both of you for helping to make that happen. Thank you very much. You know, I was thinking about that. Um, we should not harp so much on how few people are listening to this. It's not a good look. And also, it's really insulting to to both of them. So That's we, fair. Should, That's fair. we should stop that. Yeah. We should pretend that they have more friends that they've recommended this to and that are listening. And, yeah. I know, right? That's right. Well, well, I just got curious about it because I was like, you know, how many people, especially during COVID, were sitting there saying, I'm going to do a podcast. And then they sat down, you know, and did a recording and they're like, yeah, this is great. And then they just never did it again. And so I just kind of went down that rabbit hole. Um, 
it was really fascinating. It should have been like its own discussion. Maybe it can be again someday. Um, but uh, these different sites, they claim there's 3 million or 4 million podcasts. And then the one that had 4 million or the one that had 3 million said they were rooting out like the not active ones or whatever. So 3 million is probably a better number. But um, the other thing that I thought was really interesting was it said, let me see if I can find it again. Um, 44% of the three slash 4 million podcasts, they don't, they, they have less than three episodes to what it said. So if we just do this one more time, we're like in the top half. Awesome. All right. So in that case, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for listening tonight. We're all done with this episode and let's begin episode three right now. Right. Hey, yeah. welcome to the 45th percentile, Doug. Look at this. We're kicking butt. I know. It's, uh, it's the only time I'm going to be below 50 on anything. <laughs> the amount that I eat. Um, but yeah, I, I just wanted to say that because I just I had that thought like, oh, I wonder I wonder how many people actually do a second one. And and I lo- I also did distinctly have the thought of like me researching this before we got here to record was totally going to jinx us and we were never going to get there somehow. That's probably why the Wi-Fi is doing this on my end. That's why we're having Wi-Fi problems. I thought it was your evil refrigerator just eating all of your Wi-Fi, but it turns out, yeah. It's God laughing at me. That's what yes. it, that's that's actually what it turns out to yes. be. Yes. And there is a lot of material to laugh at. We're going to call okay. this the Godcast rule is what we're going to call. That's Godcast. That's awesome. I actually I actually really like that. I try. All right. Do you want to start this time? Because I started last time and I was all like, hey, like in everybody's face. But I think we need to. Um, you're the cool side of the pillow. And I'm not a, sure what that means. Well, you're cooler. Oh, OK. <laughs> and, and everyone. And, and that's how people like to start. Like you don't lie down in your bed and, and think, OK, I'm going to get like this really, really hot ass side of the pillow that's just been sitting up the whole day. All right. Or you no. wake up and you need to fall back asleep. What's comforting? Is the cool side. All right. No, I'm good with it. I'll be the cool side of the pillow. Um, I've been racking up new nicknames this week, apparently. So that's going to be another one is the cool side of the pillow. Uh, that's probably the second coolest one I've got this week. So I'm good with that. I'm going to work with that. I'll take number two. Yeah, that works. <laughs> You'll be number two. Uh, <laughs> so the uh, first article I chose, the one that ties directly to dadding, um, is from Education Week, uh, edweek.org, and it's why parents redshirt their kids in kindergarten. Um, this has been an interesting topic in our house because we've done it mm-hmm. twice, and um, and there's a lot of criticism out about redshirting, and there's a lot of, of conversation and talk about it, and there are some pros and there are some cons, and it seems like the people who are against it are shouting the loudest. Um, for those who don't know, what we mean by redshirting is um, essentially if you've got an age restriction in your state that says you know your kid has to start kindergarten by this age, and um, and it, in Connecticut, for example, it's it's six years and and I don't know three months or something. Um, you can choose to to start your kid earlier, or you can choose to to wait a year. Um, with both of our children, we decided to wait a year. My daughter was born in December. My son was born in October. Um, and I remember my younger brother who had a December birthday, always being the youngest in his class, always forever. Um, and it made school harder for him. Uh, everyone else had six months to a year on him. They they got things faster. He, he had to work harder to grasp some concepts that uh, eventually, obviously, he did because he's a smart guy and he's, he's just freaking sharp and hardworking. Um, but we decided to you know make it easier on our kids down the road. We would wait a little while. Um, with my daughter, Alex, it was, um, 
not really something we thought about because December was, you know, kind of way at the way, way at the deadline and it just made sense. And she flourished in kindergarten, came out of kindergarten reading Dr. Seuss books cover to cover, um, which is not something I was doing in kindergarten. They've, they've changed the way they push school curriculums. But what were you doing in kindergarten? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I was learning the letters and playing with dinosaurs in the sandbox and uh, and pushing kids down because they were trying to take my dinosaurs away from me. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, she came out of kindergarten reading and and we felt, you know, wow, that's that's amazing. Clearly, she flourished and thrived here. Um, part of it's the school curriculum changing from when I was a kid, 70 million years ago. Um, but the other part was that, you know, we gave her a little bit of time and, and she did well. My son um, has some significant emotional swings. He's, you know, you read books about, quote, the explosive child. My son feels all the big emotions. Um, when he is sad, he is straight to tears and curling up in a ball. When he is angry, he is in meltdown rage mode. But when he is sweet, he is just the most heartwarming, endearing, cuddly human being on the face of the planet. He just feels all the emotions. He's very smart, but he's a constant emotional roller coaster. And for him, we decided to wait a year because we wanted to give him a year to to go emotionally deeper and to be emotionally more mature, to mm. not be a follower, to kind of be a leader. And we were very iffy on that. My wife did not want to wait. I very strongly did want to wait. Um, daycare costs are a big part of it. You know, daycare is very expensive. Uh, where we put our kids. For two kids to go um, to daycare part-time was like $30,000 a year. So it's basically a whole nother salary for us. Um, and that was a big part of, of weighing it in, but I felt like it was worth paying the money to wait a year and kind of give him that advantage. And we're pretty sure we made the right choice now. He starts kindergarten this fall. Um, he'll be six in October. Um, so he'll be one of the older kids in his class. But what we're seeing with him already is just that extra year spent at daycare with people his age and a little bit younger, with teachers who knew him a little better and knew how to work with him by now. He has come a huge way in emotional maturity. Um, he still feels all the big emotions, but he can rebound from them now. Whereas you know a year ago today, if he had an episode in the morning where he was upset, he'd be an emotional wreck all day. Now he has an emotional upset moment. He goes to his teacher. He tells them how he feels. And five minutes later, he's a leader and he's doing the right thing again and he's contributing and he's being fantastic about it. Um, and that's just emotional maturity. Intellectually, he's reading books cover to cover already and he's not yet started kindergarten. Um, so that extra year gave him this huge leap, you know, and on where their kids are going to be and we think it's going to help him. Um, but he'll sit and he'll read a five minute Spider-Man story to you. He'll sit and read a brand new Paw Patrol book or a birthday card written in someone's terrible handwriting, and he can actually read, and he hasn't started kindergarten yet. Um, so for us, we, we really held him back and redshirted him for emotional reasons. Um, and it turns out that even intellectually, he's just growing leaps and bounds, and he's, I think, going to have a stellar year in kindergarten and be very successful. Um, as, as the person that I am, I'm very competitive. I've played sports all my life. I am not going to lie. I was like, ooh, you mean they can be the older kids playing sports? They can have that extra year, that edge in sports? And my wife, even today, was like, you know, I never thought about it that way. Of course I did. I want my kids to have every advantage, especially in sports. Um, Such a male. Yeah, yeah. In some ways, I'm very much a, a stereotypical alpha male. Um, I'm not really an alpha, but I'm definitely a stereotypical male in a lot of ways. Beta, number two. Yeah, I, I guess I tend to be in leadership role a lot, whether I want it or not. Um, but I'm never the <laughs> right. one that goes out and just takes it for no reason. Um, 
but no, my son is in a place he, he's going to thrive now. And, and for us, we just wanted to give our kids the best chance to succeed. Um, there are a lot of people who critique red shirting and, and, and are very harsh about it. And, um, you know, you're in, and Doug's waving his hand. Uh, I got him. I got him pretty good with this one. This is a good trolley article. Um, the other yeah. one's better though. <laughs> the, the other, other one was better. Yes. I, I'm excited to get to the other one, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm curious since Doug's on sort of the other side of this. Um, I am curious to hear what he has to say. Uh, and then just for the, uh, for the record, our youngest, um, she has a June birthday and she will not be held back in any way, shape or form. She will start kindergarten when she is, five years and gosh, she'll be five years and three months, five years. Yeah. Five years and three months. And we're going to start her, I suspect kindergarten right away. Um, but it made sense with the first two and I'm glad we did it. And now I'm going to turn it over to Doug and find out why I'm a stupid head for doing what I did and maybe why I'm fascist and maybe why I'm socialist. And, you know, I'm curious. It's funny that you use fascist and socialist. Cause I was going to throw those terms out there in the middle of it just to be, um, annoying. Um, uh, but the, uh, the this is anecdotal. I I, I mean, I, I guess a lot of it's our experiences. Um, the the I'll say the cool thing about this article was I had no idea that that states even like required kindergarten by by a certain age. I'm not under. I, I don't really understand how you can enforce that though. You know, like wait, you're seven. Well, uh, you I guess you're just not going to go to school forever then. <laughs> and and also will like fine you like is it like a speeding ticket like oh 125 dollars and then you can start kindergarten like two years late so like you know it it, depending upon the the fine or whatever they do maybe it's worth like super red shirting them and holding them back like five years you want to be good at sports (laughs) 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 so that was that was the first thing i just i just sat there and i thought how can you enforce having to go to kindergarten by a certain age or whatever but um, I, uh, well, so it completely different from you, Tom. Um, we've had, we haven't done daycare. We've had both kids at home with one parent full time. I'm, it's almost always, you know, been my wife. Um, and you know, there's a reason for that. If they stayed home with me, um, they would be much less happy. <laughs> they would still be functional adults. They'd probably still be mildly happy, but they wouldn't be as robust they did have a <laughs> robust point. facial hair somehow at you know ages three and five you know you know you know how difficult it would be for a five-year-old girl to start kindergarten with a handlebar mustache it, it would just it would shame all the other kids who don't have any facial hair that's that's, that's that, that would be the primary issue there that's true yep not, that's true not the steroids um <laughs> the growth hormones right well, so so there's no there's no like daycare costs for us or con- in consideration here. Um, I mean, we have we the new place we we moved to is literally down the street from the public school that we would go to if we were sending them to public school. So there's like we're we're doing private school, um, but there's no cost considerations for us really on here and and whole other discussion. But I'm one of those people that thinks that uh, or like the the data says that kids success academically there's just no direct correlations from grade school is what pretty much all the data says if if you do crappier in high school you do crappier in college and crappier in life and all that but like you can be like the the worst academic kid in like sixth grade and still be perfectly fine high school and and beyond kind of thing so we did talk a lot about maybe doing the public school and all that stuff but um i 
well, me and my sister, we were not redshirted. And I think my partly being against this, I'll convince everybody that I turned out fine, whether or not it's actually true. I turned out fine. Um, but it actually frustrated me because everyone else in my class redshirted, not everybody else, but like in grade school, I think there were 30 ish of us that actually like went all the way through to eighth grade in our, in my, my grade school, maybe like five of them did not redshirt. And I was one of those five and I was the youngest kid in my class the entire way, all the way into high school. Finally, high school was when I was not the youngest kid anymore. And it sucked for a while because, you know, there was that one kid that was a year older and he was like a head taller than everybody. And the, um, it's like we were talking about with the sports, one of the guys, uh, Matt, he was like supremely athletic. I mean, his parents are both extremely athletic too. So like he just had an athletic gift anyway, genetically. Um, but his parents were always kind of short and like, but as a grade schooler, you don't really think that like everyone's taller than you if they're over the age of 16. And fast forward, like junior year of high school, I run into this kid again because he goes to a different high school and I'm like, I'm like way bigger than he is. And it's like a shock to me. I'm like, wait a minute, weren't you like man muscles and like destroying all of us in eighth grade <laughs> kind of thing? So I don't know. I guess that's why I'm against redshirting personally, because it didn't really hold me back. In some ways, I had to compete more, especially athletically. I had to compete against bigger, faster, taller kids. And I think I picked up a few more skills from having to do that. And it just was like, it kind of felt like there's no benefit if everyone's doing it. Oh, I'll hold my hit kid back a year just so he's not the youngest because everyone else is doing it was kind of my, how I viewed it when I first heard about that. So yeah, that's my opinion. See, that's Most, interesting. And, and, yeah. if, and it makes perfect sense to me if you're looking at it strictly as a, um, you know, compares to peers sort of perspective. Um, and, and for my daughter, like that, that makes sense. If everybody had been doing it, then whatever wouldn't have made a difference. But for my son, that extra year of emotional maturity, right? I feel like that makes him, he's not having emotional outbursts three to five times a day. He's having one. Um, I, I was a teacher for two years before I decided that that system was something that was not for me. Seeing how our public education treated kids um, was an infuriating experience and, and was not for me. But, um, but having been a teacher for a brief time, I would imagine that my classroom would be less productive if I had someone throwing an emotional temper tantrum, breaking down like that multiple times during the day. My son, right. I feel like for him, it doesn't matter about his peers. Like the, the comparison to his peers is irrelevant. It was specifically about him. And I feel right. that him being able to handle things in a school day and not have breakdowns and handle his big emotions better is going to make for a better classroom for all those kids, as well as the teacher, as well as him. Um, so it was very different for my daughter and for my son. Honestly, my, my daughter probably would have been fine if we had sent her when she was young. So I, I don't know that that one really mattered at all. And I don't think in every case that it does. But I do think in some cases, it, it probably is an important decision. And like I said, we struggled with it for days. Um, we really, I was very, very for holding him back. And my wife was very for, nope, send him. Um, and it was weird because I, I got to win the argument, um, which is no, really, you didn't. really bizarre. <laughs> she let me think no, I did. No, you didn't. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. coming. Retribution is coming. Yeah. Well, you know, she's, she's good about that. She lets me have one here and there so she can get hers down the road. And it's, hey, that's that's how it works. But no, no. So I'm, I'm really glad we we gave in the extra year. Um, and she she probably would have been fine either way because she was, you know, more emotionally mature very quickly. I suppose that's common with girls. 
Um, but I do see your point. I, I, and there is probably something to say that because you had to work harder and overcome all this, you probably picked up some additional skills, some extra grit. Um, and I, I should probably talk to my little brother about it and see his take on this. I probably should have done that before today, but I just remember him struggling to pick things up and how much harder it was for him. Mm. Um, and I just didn't want to make it any harder on my kid than I had to unnecessarily is, is kind of where I first came from, from this. But the article was an interesting read from that point, uh, especially because it was a contested topic in my own house. Well, and that's funny too, because I mean, I guess so. So it sounds like where we're going with this is it depends on each kid. Get to know your kids, make the best decision for your kids kind of thing. But the um, uh, with with our our daughter is starting kindergarten. She'll be, what, five years and five months when she starts, I guess. And so that was part of it, too. Was she wasn't she didn't she wasn't like a our, our second kid is a July birthday. So that'll be interesting if we if anything comes up there. But we actually wanted to do kindergarten for our oldest this year because we think it's going to be like shell shock for her because she does the just interrupts and talks and, you know, she tells her sister not to do something. And we both look at her and we're like, you just did that to her. And she goes, what I did. And like, you need some other kid your age to come up and do the exact same things to you. So you can maybe have a little clairvoyance of like, Oh, this is how you're actually behaving. So it's going to be the first week's going to be awful. It's going to be lots of crying and upsetness about stuff, but we think it'll actually be good for her. She, she has no problem like communicating with people. So I think that's the other side too, is there's just no worry. Nice. So, yeah. All right. Okay. Well, on to Doug's first article. For yes. <laughs> Real change of gears. Well, wait, should I do the bears first or should I do the police first? Let's do the police first. All right. Whichever one you want, sir. Because your second one is also dark. It is. So, it is so a little bit should... dystopian, a little dark. Yeah. Yeah, so let's make sure we put both the dark ones together right in the middle. <laughs> a little dark sandwich for, for our a listeners. Sorry, guys. Yeah, yeah. So, um, it, I, see, here's the problem is that Tom and I are not really going to find this one dark because we're twisted. Um, jaded. I prefer the term jaded. I prefer twisted. <laughs> um, let me see. I have it from the Twitter feed here on my phone. I think I pulled the other actual article. But so here's the story. Actually, let me just can I pull it up? Can you pull it up? Just because I wanted to get all the details right. Okay, I'll just I'll just wing it because that's what we're doing anyway. Yeah, all, um, all I had was the um was the video that you sent me. I didn't actually see a, a link with it, like oh, a really? story article, but but the video told the whole story pretty well. I felt that was pretty obviously. Let me um, see if I can find it because it said it was Larimer County. So in in here it is. So here's the the headline of this article it says video shows man hit and killed by SUV on I-25 after being tased by Larimer County Sheriff's deputy. Um, I'm not going to use any specific names in here just because, you know, no reason to, to broadcast those out here. But long story short, there's this 28 year old, we'll call him man. Uh, sounds like he acted like a kid. Um, what you hear when you first get into all this stuff is cops are chasing this kid. And then the kid hops a barrier onto a highway and then the cop teases him. He falls over and a car that's coming the other way just runs the kid over and kills him. So that's what you get at first. Um, And everyone's framing it as, you know, was the cop in the right? You know, should he be charged? All that stuff. And if you go further and and also the video kind of starts off at this point, um, the kid gave the officer a fake name. 
Uh, turns out he also had an active warrant because he violated some like pre-trial drug charges, like release or whatever. Um, he also had expired tags on the car. And if you actually watch the video, the moment the officer says you're under arrest, the kid turns and like books it and just starts running. And and the officer says the whole time in the video, like, you're going to get tased. Like, I swear, like you're going to get tased. Stop running. Stop running. And the only reason he gets tased in the highway is because when he tries to jump the barrier, he trips and stumbles at first. And that gives the officer a chance to actually get in range. So the other update, too, which is pretty much my opinion on this, was that the uh, the DA said, we're not going to charge the the deputy. He said he made a wrong decision, but he didn't make a criminal decision. And that's probably the right nuanced take. Um, apologies if you were coming here for not nuanced takes, but I think this <laughs> one is, is is good for that. I mean, Doug's personal opinion, don't run from the cops. Bad things happen. Unless you don't want Tom to get your mugshot, then, then run. <laughs> Tom, what are your thoughts on this? Because you... We're, we're on the other end. You were on the body cam side of, of some things like this. So. Oh, I've been on both ends of the taser. I've been on the body cam <laughs> side and I've been on the dart side. Um, although admittedly, the dart side was just for training and then we had to get tased right. in order to do it. Which, I've never uh, been tased. Oh, you don't know what you're missing. That's a fun I, ride. I have heart problems, so we're yeah, not going to try that. That That's fair. That's perfectly fair. Um, so for anybody who's, who's you know, not perfectly clear on that i did spend about four years as a city cop in uh, newport news virginia um i have tased people i have been tased and i have tased people um it is exactly as humorous as you might think it would be and pretend it is when you you watch someone go from full throttle come on come on mother i'll i'll, I'll whoop your butt come on and then all of a sudden they're just like twitching on the ground out of nowhere they go 110 miles an hour to like negative five miles an hour it, it's humorous um but this video, if uh, if we're playing the blame game, um, yeah, the guy was 100% wrong for running from the police. Uh, you evade police, you, you something is going to happen to you. We One thing that I feel we do not stress enough in society anymore is that you have consequences for the choices you make. Um, and if you choose willingly to run away from a police officer after they have told you you're under arrest, after they have told you they are legally detaining you, if you choose to resist arrest or run, there's going to be a consequence. So first and foremost, this kid is to blame for this incident. Um, and I hate to say that because he was a young kid, but it's the truth. Um, had he not run, he would have never run into traffic. He would have never been tased. He would most likely still be alive to this day. However, the officer also made an awful decision. We were trained in the academy before I ever got on the street. There are certain times you do not tase people. Um, one of them is while you are running, not just running across a highway or, or an interstate, um, but while people are running, you don't taste them. Um, the injuries that can come from the fall are often not worth it. It's not a highly efficient tactic. It doesn't work great. It's easy to miss. It's easy to get one dart, um, no darts in the subject. Um, so we were taught not to do that. And uh, there was no reason as I was looking at this video that the officer needed to tase this kid at that time. It was a bad decision. It was a really bad decision. And I think the family probably should sue this officer civilly. And I think they will probably win the case if they haven't already. Um, because the decision the officer made, it, it, it definitely contributed to the loss of life of this young man, in my opinion. I'm not a lawyer. It's not a legal expert. Um, this is just me speaking from experience. However, 
Had the kid been running across that highway and tripped and fell and gotten hit by a car and never been tased, this would be 0% the officer's fault. So I feel like we're, we're taking a very results-oriented approach to this when we try to blame the officer. Um, yeah, he did make a bad decision. The way, the way Doug said it, the way the, uh, the prosecuting attorney said it was, was exactly right. The officer made a bad decision. He made a wrong decision. He did not make a criminal decision. He was attempting in good faith to do his job. There's a training issue there. When you don't train your officers when it is appropriate and safe to implement their tools, um, that's a problem at the department level. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't have done the same thing in his in his place. I would have chased the man when the man trips and falls. You you, you go to him and you take him up and you get his butt off the road and you throw him in cuffs and you drag him off. Um, I don't think he could have gotten to him though on this one because he was already getting back up and running and that's when he got tased. You can kind of see the point where he falls. Like he was probably not going to be able to like get to him. Yeah, but the so. pursuit's not over yet. Like there's no reason that, that he can't just keep chasing the guy. Um, and that was, you know, multiple foot pursuits. You've got a radio. You don't have to catch the guy. Um, the guy's not going to outrun your radio. And so if you do a, a foot pursuit the right way, all you have to do is maintain a sight line with the guy and call in people to cut him off up ahead. You don't actually have to catch him. So if the officer had been operating in the yellow, as we used to call it, if he'd have been um, thinking more clearly and not caught up in the adrenaline, I don't think he would have tased this young man. He would have stayed on him. He would have gotten on his radio and said, I need a unit to go to the north side of Interstate 95. And whatever the case may be, he didn't need to tase him to catch him. Um, that was a very poor choice. And I think civilly, um, if he's sued, I think he'll lose. I think it was. I, I think the department would lose and, and they would have to cough up a lot of money for this. Um, but it wasn't a criminal choice. He was trying to do his job in good faith. And that is a job where you don't get to second guess yourself. And if someone is running from you in the dark of night and you can't see them, um, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to catch them. You, you are hunter and hunted and you're trying to catch them. This is someone that you have the right to detain. And I think that's what he was going for. I don't think he meant for this young man to get killed or even severely harmed in any way. I think he was trying to do his job and catch a kid that was running for him that had a warrant out for his arrest. Um, kid made a bad choice, bad, bad choice. And uh, unfortunately, the officer also made a bad choice. And the consequences for those two bad choices was this young man's life. And um, yeah, it, it, a bad decision, not a criminal one, but a bad one. And I think the training was poor on this. And it had that happened in my department, uh, I'd imagine I probably would have been fired and let go. Um, that our department was very, very, very rigorous in their training. Um, and they wanted to make sure that they avoided situations like this. And they did a pretty good job. So I was going to devil's advocate you on this pretty hard until you said he cannot run your radio. And I'm like, Ooh, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, I feel like this is a little bit dependent on your chief or whoever is kind of like running your precinct, you know, your, your station with this, because uh, in my mind, and again, I'm, I'm thinking about it kind of to the buildup. I mean, yes, you can't, you can't Monday morning quarterback this stuff, but if I'm in the officer's shoes, I pulled this kid over. They, oh, sorry. The other thing they said, he pulled him over, not because of the expired tags, but also because he was kind of driving erratically. It was late at night, figured he might be intoxicated. So he's pulling over somebody who might already be a danger to the public. And we've all, you know, maybe renewed that tag a little bit late kind of thing. <laughs> but so I won't fall him for that. But then the kid gives him a name turns out to be a wrong name. The officer comes and calls him out on it and says, what was that name you gave me? And like, oh, and he said it was like John or something. He's like, that's not your name. Like he twice, he was like, what's your name? Like, that's not your name. Like he, he tried to get the kid to, to fess up. And obviously now it's because the kid had knew that he was in violation of this warrant or whatever, or you had this warrant on him. 
But if I'm in the officer's shoes, driving erratically, maybe there's some smell of alcohol, intentionally lying to the officer, you know, obscuring his identity. And then the moment the officer basically tries to take the calmer approach, you're under arrest. Like, let's get in the car. Let's just figure this out. You know, I can't trust you anymore. Then he starts booking it. And personally, who's to say that he's purely running from the cops? Maybe, you know, the cop can make up some situation that he was on some sort of mission that night to do something else. And he decides he's going to try to do that. Maybe, you know, he doesn't, he didn't didn't pat him down that well, which is this, that's the officer's fault, but maybe he sits there and thinks he has some weapon on him and he's going to try to like pull over another car and threaten somebody else. And, you know, that's kind of my, I'm, I'm very old Testament (laughs) with some of my stuff. So it's really, it's really, really hard for me to blame the officer for anything when in my mind, this was entirely on this kid. If this kid made multiple bad decisions, not just the decision to run, but wrong name, driving erratically, already having the arrest warrant and the previous drug use and everything else. Like this kid was going to probably get into trouble some other way, you know, at some point soon, if it wasn't with the officer. I think it's probably true, but I'll bet if you were to ask a hundred police officers about this, they would all tell you that man did a stupid yeah, well, right. And I'm 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 suspecting it was that tunnel vision thing where he almost wasn't even he just saw a chance to to stop him. Yeah. Instead of instead of being completely aware of his surroundings. And it's just one of those things where everyone gets to watch a body cam footage and be like, Oh, look at what that officer did. And it's like, come on, you well, half of us wouldn't even be there. The kid where right. he would have been gone into the night because we're all out of shape. <laughs> Yeah. So, and of the ones know. in shape, I hate to tell and you this, ones, everybody, oh. but if if you're Monday morning quarterbacking policing, most of you are not willing to do the job that our officers yes. do willingly. That's that's the bottom line, honestly. Yes, that's true. So let's wrap this into dadding. Um, don't raise your kids to lie to police officers and and have warrants on them. Easier Sorry. said than done. Yeah, because yeah. you know they're still their own people. <laughs> and I'll take it. I'll take it one step further. Don't raise your kids to be afraid of police officers. Um, my kids see a That's police good. officer and they, they talk to them and I teach them, you know, you go say, hi, these people are here to help you. You respect them. Um, if you're not afraid of a police officer, then you're going to deal with the situation and do what they tell you. And, and it's going to be right. fine. So don't raise your kids to think that they're the enemy. Don't raise your kids to be afraid of them. Um, when you do that, all you're doing is increasing the risk of something bad happening to your kid like when, when they make a bad decision, just like this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my one interaction, I, I, there was another thought I had too about this is I, I can also understand <laughs> why the kid ran because I've been cuffed as we've, as we've alluded to vaguely a couple of times um, with my mugshot and everything. And there was a brief moment when all that was going down where I thought, could I run? Like I it the thought did cross my mind because I, I knew that even though I didn't think I was, you know, as bad as as the officer was making it all out to be i still thought could i get away if i wanted to so i mean it's a natural thought like can i somehow get out of this trouble i mean but that's the other thing train your kids to actually be cognizant of everything because then my next thought was well if i run he's got my license plate and i'm like two minutes from my house where am i gonna run behind this like this little like church community church thing here. And then what am I going to do? Like hide in the bushes while more cops come like that's stupid. So, and I just kind of figured he, I I was much larger than he was and just anything to upset him was probably not going to be good for me. (laughs) So there you have it. 
He's got more tools in his belt than you do. And, uh, and literally not, and figuratively. Yeah. 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 And, and you're not faster than the radio. You got to, that's, that's the lesson for today is remember right. you are not faster than the radio. That no one would take me in the state, <laughs> the state that I was in. I'd show up at the door and they'd be like, slam, <laughs> then call the police. Now everyone knows exactly where I am again. Yep. <laughs> net, nets, net gain, none. Net sum yeah, zero. Zero. Uh, and I would have gotten like a cramp and everything it would have been awful. <laughs> Yeah, the cramp would have been the biggest of your concerns, I'm sure. <laughs> All right, should, should we do uh, should we do our dad jokes and then go into yes. story two? Yes, we should do our dad jokes. All right, fire yours you, off first. How are you doing, Tom? How am I doing? Am I doing better? Am I, am I looking good? You're doing fine, and of course you're looking good. Yeah, I mean, you could use a handlebar mustache, but other than that, you're looking no. great. No, because we now it's just going to be a reminder. You wouldn't even be able to talk. You'd just be staring at me like the whole time. That's true. That's absolutely Yucking true. Yucking it up. Um, we, we have a fantasy football league that we just started um, with, with some colleagues. Um, and it turns out one of them, no one thought would come back to the league because the last time he played, there was a, a rule for last place where you had to dye your hair blonde and grow in a, a big, thick mustache. And his wife was apparently not a fan. So she had forbade him from playing fantasy football. And we're all very excited that he's coming out of retirement this year to play. So you're going to make the punishment even worse now. Of course, I want to do a pink or a purple hair dye is what I really want to mm. do. And I think I want to go with like a Hitler stash. Like, I, I think that would be. Uh, oh, that's so fucked up. Yeah, I um, I would sooner get a tattoo. I am in a tattoo league and it's a real fun one. Do you have any tattoos? You have tattoos. You're a cop. I don't. I'm planning what? on. Nope. No. I'm planning on getting my first one this fall, actually. What's it going to be? That's gonna or be ban- it secret. It's gonna be Bandit from Bluey. He's my spirit animal and my father role model. He's he's gonna be smack dab on either my chest or my back shoulder. No comment. <laughs> I went to go get one tattoo one time when I was in Savannah, Georgia, and uh, it was going to be a, a shrine to to Murphy. If you were a military guy, you're familiar with Murphy's Law, um, and you don't want. There's a bunch of Murphy's Laws. What's what? What's in- the Murphy's Law for that? In the army, it's essentially um, if if something can go wrong, it will. Oh yeah, okay, heard that. And one. and it's Private Murphy mef- messing with you. Um, so what I was going to get was a shrine um, with a sacrifice to Private Murphy permanently tattooed on my body, so he would always be happy with me and always leave me alone. And I thought it was pretty clever and pretty good. And on my way downtown to get my tattoo, I had the appointment booked, had it scheduled. I was on my way to go downtown, parked at a red light. Uh, someone whacked my car um, while oh, I was cool. at a complete stop. And uh, yeah, I decided that, that was a sign. I Murphy was not happy with me trying to cheat the system. And I decided <laughs> to leave that alone. But uh, no, Bandit will be my first tattoo. And I'm super excited because that dude is my freaking spirit animal. I'm still wondering if you're kidding. Oh, no, I'm 100% like, serious. I could see, see you doing it, but just I'm I'm surprised that you would go from zero to one tattoos at this point in your life. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm I, all for it. I mean, I had my one time that I was about to go do it, and then I kind of decided not to again. Like, ah, I'll see if I still want it tomorrow. And then I was over it, and it was fine. <laughs> I was not a cartoon character, though. <laughs> I expect by the time I'm 50, I'll probably have between three and five tattoos. I'm going to go from zero to, to somewhere between three and five is my guess. I'm going to have all my have something for all my kids on me at some point. Um I want Bandit, 100%. I want Bandit. And then when the Dolphins go, you know, undefeated this year and win the Super Bowl, I'll probably have to get to a, you know, tattooed somewhere on my on my body. So, I don't know. We'll see. You're back down to 80%. That's all right. That's all right. It's a whole Man. lot higher than I expected to be. It's all right. 
I mean, every tattoo is another 5% off. It's not oh, a man. discount. It's not a good deal. <laughs> All right, let's get to your dad joke. Enough about talking about my dad bod, my father figure. Uh, do I have to do it first? I can do it first. It's really good. I really, Go I'm it. really, I'm really happy with this one. You're I'm ready? glad that you're excited. Ready? Tom, which side of a horse has more hair? I want to sit and think about this until I figure it out, but that's probably mm-hmm. really bad to have that much dead air time. It's okay. We can so I don't post. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, no, just go ahead and give me the punchline. The outside. <laughs> Cute. <laughs> I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. That works. Thank you. Thank you, sir. All right. So mine's a little bit longer and you don't actually get a chance to respond. It's going to be a monologue dad joke. Yes. I actually, I love these. I've oh, been good. saving the, I've been saving those for later for when I'm actually not bad at podcasting. <laughs> well, I'm going to get this one out of the way now and I'm going to want to reuse it in like 10 episodes when we're actually Perfect. not bad at this. Um, I'll, be happy. T- I'll have you do it anyway. It, it ties into my second story for the day. So it's perfect. Yes. Um, Gandhi, everyone knows who Gandhi is. I'm, I'm assuming you're familiar. Everyone knows who Mahatma Gandhi was. Who? Um, he, <laughs> he was uh, he was this really angry, violent guy, um, believed in, in war and, and violence at all times. Do you seriously not know who Gandhi is? Because I'm going to be really sad. <laughs> Isn't that like a cartoon character or something? Oh, my goodness. Tank oh, man. my goodness. <laughs> he was like Tank Man, right? He was in Supernatural. Come on. There was a wax doll for him. Come on. You got to right. know him. So so Gandhi was known for a lot of things, being a pacifist and and, and being a peace-focused a peace focused guy. Um, he was also known for walking hundreds of miles at a time, just barefoot. He would just walk barefoot and develop these really thick calluses on his feet, like thicker than the soles of shoes in a lot of cases. And he was also a fruitarian. Uh, he didn't eat meat. He didn't eat a lot of things other than fruit and, and sometimes some vegetables. And he fasted a lot. And, and it Really, the whole process of not having a lot of nutrients and fasting often, um, it left him weak and frail, and it gave him like this chronic bad breath that people don't talk about because it's not sexy. Um, but it turns out Gandhi, you know, despite what you read about in all the books, was actually a super calloused, fragile mystic hexed by halitosis. Come on! I'm, I'm upset with you because I did not see that coming at all. <laughs> I thought there was at not. least I thought there was at least another layer or two coming with the joke <laughs> to set up a punchline, and then you just kind of once once you started with super callous, I was like, oh no, oh my god, oh no, I'm gonna have to. I wish <sighs> I had timed it while you were taking a drink because that would have been better, but I didn't time it appropriately. And then I have to buy a new computer. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, it seems like this one's not working great for you tonight. No, it's anyways. not working that great. <laughs> as far as the microphone, I actually have a second one of these. Mm-hmm. Don't ask. I'm going to keep saying later episode on everything that I don't want to talk about, even if it's episode like 472. Sure. I'm still not going to talk about it. That's ambitious. Oh. 472. Okay. Well, like you said, we can just like cut this one off right now <laughs> and then just say, welcome to episode three and then talk about one article and then cut it off and go to episode four and just, you know, rattle off 10 in a night. Yeah. I can't think of too many podcasts that have that many episodes. Maybe time suck. No time suck. Doesn't have that many yet. Maybe we Joe would, Rogan, Joe, the Joe Rogan experience, maybe? Does he have – I guess he could have that many. He could. I don't know. I really need to listen to Joe Rogan more. But, like, I never want to get into a three-hour podcast, even though I spend a lot of, like, entire days driving. So it's, it's just illogical for me not to, to pull some of those up. I'm trying to get through yeah. the things police see, actually. I'm trying to catch up on all of those because he's up to, like, 130 or 50 or something right now, I think. Yeah, he's got quite a so, few. Yeah, he's been doing really good. 
Um, but I'm back in like the forties right now. I'm trying to like, you know, bridge the middle, the middle ground for those. So once I get done with that, I have like be, another one I want to get into. Be careful catching up on that because I, I, I completed like the backlog on the time suck podcast with Dan Cummings and it's by far my favorite podcast. And, uh, and now I have to wait a week for an episode and I it know, right? kills me. <laughs> I mean, that's why I'm trying to, I'm trying to pick up a few more though. Like I got that, that Arik Levy one and I've listened to like all of two episodes for that, but he has like 250 or something when I last looked. So that'll be plenty of time anyway. So yeah. Okay. It was a good joke. It was a good joke. I did like it. And, and how many times did you practice it in the mirror? I didn't actually, but I had been telling that joke for like 12 years. So it's, it's, it's well grained into my, uh. I feel like brain. I should have heard it before then. Yeah, know. yeah, you probably should have. I'm probably sad that I, I haven't told you that one before now. Well, I probably like modelloed that brain cell out so it could be fresh for <laughs> me again. All right, next article. Um, it's it's one of those ones. It's just for the headline. So <laughs> this one, it, it's all over the place. But the one I picked was the New York Post headline: Chinese Zoo forced to deny bear is a human in costume. And there you go. That's the whole story. If you haven't heard that yet, now you've heard it. It's someone uh, took a video at this zoo and it's just got this angle where the, the sun bear is standing up and it it does kind of look like like a suit, like, you know, the, the butt like tucks way up in like whoever is in this suit definitely does not have anything in the butt. It's, they're just a flat ass. So and and I do see what people kind of meant when they said it. But good for the zoo because I saw in another article that their their um, visitors are up thirty <laughs> percent for the last week just for people to look at the sun bear. Yep. And there's a bunch of experts being like, "No, it's still a bear. Like we know it's the size of a small dog, but it's a bear. Like don't don't mess around with this thing. Like like you're you're being stupid." So yeah, that's that's the whole article. Um, there was another one where apparently one of the bears like kind of waved at people when they call it on camera so people are like it's still a human again but i think everyone's going like hey bear hey bear and it's like uh oh you're okay i'm doing what you're doing kind of thing so yeah Yeah. i just wanted to share that because it's it's the real reason i wanted to share it was because the end of this article says other chinese zoos have also been accused of misleading guests about their animals So they said uh, one one was accused of dyeing dogs to look like wolves or African cats. Yes. And then the other one was painting donkeys to look like zebras. <laughs> so, yeah, that's all. I'm not going to I don't have any real commentary on this. I just I just imagine like what would you have to do to upset the CCP so much <laughs> that they're like because they're, they're also saying stuff like, well, it's 100 degrees out there. Like, if there was actually a human in a bear suit, like, they would be just lying down within five minutes. And I'm like, not if they're going to kill your whole family. Like, <laughs> it's like Zoolander. Like, you're a monkey, Derek. Dance. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know. I, I, I would feel it's even worse, too, if it's like there's one guy in a bear suit and the other ones are actually bears. I think that like, makes it better. He's he's actually standing up trying to see if someone can, like, see down the little mesh hole of the mouth being like, help me boy what a grisly situation that would be huh yeah i know i can barely stand it oh, i was gonna make a very funny joke but yeah i can't now all right no you definitely can't 
Now, the the one thing about this story, I had two takeaways. You covered one. The fact that other Chinese zoos have painted animals as imposters, like painting a dog to be a dingo. And that's just that's that's wild to me. Um, Mm -hmm. And their credibility is shot. So, yes, of course, people are suspicious. You see this photo and you're like, that is a person in a bear suit. It's not even close. Yeah. So so maybe it is a bear. But but I you read the article, the one that you shared with me at least, and it says that the tallest of these animals is 50 inches tall. So it's four foot tall. two inches. No, that's four foot two inches. You yeah. look at the photo they used on that image. Tell me that that bear standing up is only four foot two. Tell me that's how tall that bear is. He, <laughs> he looks at least a foot taller than any of the people around watching him. <laughs> it looks like a six and a half foot bear. I'm calling BS on this. I think that is a dude in a bear suit. And I think uh, I think they're just trying to pull the wool over people's eyes. They spun it great. It was a great marketing ploy. Mm-hmm. Well done. You wrote the, yep. You wrote the response like first person from the bear and it was brilliant and it's working. Congratulations. But come on, you painted dogs to look like cats. I can't trust you. I just can't. Man, I just want to say something so politically incorrect right now. Yeah, we can fix it. You're right. The bear, the bear is really tall. And like, I feel like it's like china's version of andre the giant <laughs> that is pretty bad it is pretty bad it's yao and, ming in a bear suit man he was like he's seven foot one right it's yao ming in a bear I think suit. he was seven he was seven six i thought no because um the, the new guy sure. from france um he's only seven foot four and i i don't believe yao is taller than he was no i thought yao ming was seven six because Shaq was seven two all right so and now- greg odin was seven feet so now we have to Google. Mm-hmm. Yao Ming height. I love Google. Seven six. Wow. Right. That's crazy. Owned. Yep. Completely owned. His neck is almost as long as that bear's too. <laughs> the bear is taller than Yao Ming. This is not a sun bear. All right. <laughs> this is not a drill. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was yeah. That was pretty good. Well, so but that's that's why the Andre the Giant reference made me feel all warm and toasty inside because random factoid and again don't know how I know this, but in Conan the Barbarian with Arnold, the or maybe it was Conan two. This is why I I can't believe I know this. I don't even remember which movie it was in. I think it was Conan two where they're in that temple towards the end and and the the bad guys summon the like interdimensional creature or whatever with the all, horn all the and mirrors and everything. Yeah. I think that's the first Conan movie. I'm pretty sure that's the first one. Was it the first one? I thought the first one is him just rescuing the, the girl and defeating the like sorcerer. And I thought the second one's when they're actually in the temple, hmm. you know, Maybe. summoning the creature and all. But anyway, the creature is Andre the giant in a suit. Like he's know that. that. That was, that was the trivia that I, that I know. Don't look wow. it up because if I'm wrong, my entire worldview will shatter. No, I'm just going to go ahead and take it as, as fact, and I'm good with that. Yeah, it was one mean... of those like TV channels where it's like showing the movie, and then it goes bloop like on the bottom right corner, and it's like trivia, like, and then you have to read while you're watching Conan. So, but yeah, that's what it said. It, said it was actually Andre the Giant in a suit. Interesting. I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, apparently Andre the Giant also, um, because he had, I guess he had trouble reading English, you know, because not his first language, yeah. for Princess Bride... The director like said all of his lines to like on a recording and sent it to him so that he could listen to them like you know leading up to to production and that's how he learned his lines. He basically just listened the whole time and just repeated them. That's part of what he was doing. Yeah. 
That's how um, Malkovich got his Russian accent down for the movie Rounders. He actually went and found some uh, woman who ran like a Russian grocery store, and he paid her to sit and read his lines to him. And he would like try and say with the same accent and try and replicate what she had. That's good, though. Yeah, it worked great. Why not? He beat me straight up. Pay this man his money. Great. It was perfect. See, that's that's good. I I could maybe be a henchman in a transporter movie. No, I don't think you could. I'm not seeing it. One line. <laughs> It'll be like, he's getting away. And that would be it. <laughs> that would be sufficient. You'd be forever enshrined be so- and immortalized. In Hollywood. And then I could, I could be like, I was in a movie. Like, were yeah. you? Yeah. Like, see in the lower left corner? Yep. Give me my All SAG over. benefits. Give me my SAG benefits. Now <laughs> I'm on strike. I want my health care. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. While AI takes over the entire film industry. Going to happen gonna happen some of those trailers are coming out already look really good all right so my second story is um not as not as fun as doug's was Uh, once again i'm taking us down a dark path um it was found on news.sky.com otherwise known as sky Mm. news uh vegan Mm. influencer zana samsonova and forgive me if i pronounce that wrong dies of starvation after a decade of only eating raw fruit and vegetables there's a right this wow savage <laughs> sorry holy cow um opinions expressed by doug on this podcast are not the opinions of the go dad go or me podcast also eat bacon <laughs> yes also eat bacon and butter is good too um uh yeah so- that was really mean i'm sorry everybody I and promise I'm a decent human being most of the time. He's a whole Modelo in, and all of a sudden his empathy score just drops to like one. One Modelo does that to him. Out of out of what? Eh, probably about 10. We're going to go with 10. We're going to give you the benefit of the doubt and say 10. Yikes. <laughs> the TLDR for this story is that there was an influencer who um, literally promoted for years only eating raw fruits and vegetables, didn't even drink water like was, was espousing the opinion you can get all the water you need from fruits um so you don't need to drink water uh, she put out in my opinion what is a, a very unhealthy message and had tens of thousands of followers that that followed her and learned from this and and i assume we're, we're taking some inspiration from her and trying to do some of the things that she was preaching um she essentially starved herself to death. She had some sort of a, an infection that her body couldn't fight. And her friends and family in the article talk about how they watched her waste away for years and how they tried to tell her this was not healthy and she was did not look good. And, and her message was essentially, this is exactly right. This is how I'm supposed to look. I look fine. She thought she was doing great. Um, and it's an interesting question. John Stuart Mill's um, On Liberty is one of my favorite books of all time. And, and I love the concept of you know, how far do we go to protect somebody who's not protecting themselves? Where does the government's or, or the, the individual person's rights um, kind of overstep the bounds of individual sovereignty, individual rights? And this, I read this article and I, I, it hits me in two ways. One, how do we let someone teach people something as unhealthy as this? Like this, I, I hate censorship, but how do you let people go out and find followers and send this message and get them to do something as unhealthy as this that literally killed this woman in the end. And two, is it someone's point or responsibility? Is it someone's part or responsibility to step in at some point and forcibly stop this woman somehow and say, you need to get help. You need to do something. And sort of against her will, 
Uh, I don't know if you would give her IVs for nutrients. I don't know if you would put her somewhere to get mental health help. I, I don't know what you would do. But is it the responsibility of someone at some point to say, hey, um, you're not protecting yourself. We need to stop you from killing yourself and then do something against her will. It's it's always been an interesting conversation with me. And, uh, and I lean toward, unfortunately, no. Um, I, I think Darwin had it right. And I think we've gone a little too far in keeping people alive that um, would not survive w- without us sort of interfering in their life. And, and in some cases, you know, sure, it's warranted. But in this case, you know, if someone's willing to literally starve themselves and tell people to starve themselves and then they're going to die of it, I'm pretty sure it was meant to be. Um, but where do you draw the line? You know, if, if it's a mental health issue, where do you draw the line? And, and again, the next step to this, it's just such a slippery slope. You know, if the government has the right to step in and stop someone from starving themselves, do they have the right to step in and handle how you're raising your kids if they deem you're doing something unhealthy for your kids or inappropriate for your kids? And, you know, where does it go from there? Can they take your kids away? And it starts a really interesting line. And I'm always fascinated by precedents, especially when it comes to personal rights and liberties. And this woman, I feel like she kind of like I said with a gentleman from Doug's first story, she done a stupid. Um, but the problem is she was sharing her stupid message with tens of thousands of people. And I wonder how much harm she was doing. And I am caught and conflicted in my hate of censorship and also my hate of people spreading nonsense that hurts other people. And, um, yeah, cognitive dissonance is a thing. So on that note, let's turn it over to Doug. Cause I am really curious what he thinks. Well, you had to make it all serious. Well, yeah, which is because I had they were all right there. They're right here. They're all banging on the door to get out. I have jokes about like, of course, she was getting enough water because there's a fruit called watermelon, you know, <laughs> really like crappy jokes like that. There was um, I just uh, I mean, I was actually going to say in all seriousness and, and I, I I don't actually throw this term around lightly. This is mental illness. It is. Uh, and or. And this is the kind of thing that could turn this into like two hours at a time. I am a firm believer that almost all of our problems come from some form of narcissism or, and or selfishness. Uh, They're kind of like two sides of the same coin to me. I mean, just think about it. Anytime you've ever done something stupid, what have you always thought? Well, I want to, there's like five reasons in your head why you shouldn't do it, but you're like, you know what? Fuck that. I'm just going to do this anyway. And this is the extreme version of that. She was convinced that this was the right thing to do. She was unwilling to listen to other people. It's not like these, her, her friends are at least quoted as saying that they said like, Hey, you need help, but you're right where you draw the line. I mean, in my mind, people who actually take her seriously, if it's not her, it's going to be somebody else or it's going to be their own designs doing something anyway. So I I don't want to sound callous, but the people that fall for misinformation to alternative facts to to pull the more lighthearted term, um, they're going to fall for those anyway, in some way or another, whether we like it or not. As you said, Darwin had it right. Again, side note, all opinions of evolution aside, (laughs) here we here we go. Uh, I but that's that's my take on this too. Is like if it wasn't this, it was going to be something else. And so it's it's up to each individual person to cut through their own stuff. And I mean, I will say one thing I did notice. I was like, wow, she has really healthy looking hair, and the rest of her is kind of like fading away. But she's got this like long, like you know, full hair, and 
it was probably the fruits and veggies actually doing that. So the lesson here is you can't just eat bacon. You have to have like a slice of avocado with your bacon. Just a slice. That's all. Just a slice. Well, you know, baby steps. <laughs> you can work your way up to like a kiwi or something. <laughs> but yeah, this was, um, I saw this and I actually thought mm, maybe this should be my like other article to talk about. And I was like, no, the sun bear is funnier. <laughs> and then you said this, so it was perfect. Sun bear was funnier. You're hundred percent correct on that. And you're also right. She has quite the mane. She really does have quite the... Yeah. Well, what was interesting to me about this was it said... Let me see if I can find it. I think it said... They said it was a cholera-like infection. Yeah. That was made worse by her restrictive diet. I mean, they're saying starvation killed her, but really it sounds like the starvation was just the thing that that didn't let her recover. Yeah. She just she set herself up to get to get knocked off by something else, essentially. So and also interesting, she was in Malaysia, which I was just reading is like a trafficking capital of the world, at least a couple of years ago. Really? It was all like, yeah, Malaysia's pretty bad. Yeah. In 2016, that was what the quote I was seeing. So, wow, I have I have done that as much research as I've done on that. So let's um, do not take my word for that. Sorry, Malaysians. <laughs> and more lawsuits are inbound. Great. Here right. we go. Hey, we made a Zoolander reference earlier. Remember, he was entertaining the prime minister of Malaysia. Yep. Yep. It was, it was Hollywood hiding it, trying to make the guy look good. Uh, I'm about to lose at least another 5%. Um, I have not seen Zoolander. <laughs> I, I still to this day have not seen Zoolander. I think I've seen every other Ben Stiller film. I have not seen Zoolander. It's a good thing you're recording this one. Otherwise, you would have heard end recording right now. <laughs> Uh, it's, right. it's, it's exceedingly stupid. Yeah, that's, that's kind of my speed. Like dodgeball is one of those movies I like. Right, right. It's yeah, it's dodgeball stupid or like Tropic Thunder stupid. If Ooh, you've seen am, that. am I allowed to say I like Tropic Thunder? Isn't that like a hot, but, hot button right now? It is. Oh yeah. The whole pen painting Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey his Jr. face black again. Come on. Come back up in the news again if, and again and yeah, again lately. It, but if you actually, if that. So even you act like that bothers you. You're you're I don't like you. Right. I'm sorry. That was that was brilliant. You want to talk about acting like really acting like I don't even know how you do that. How do you what do you, what do you say? I'm a dude playing a dude that's playing another dude. <laughs> like that's uh, that's all sorts. Of, that's like inception just for Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> like that many levels. Black skinception. Oh, my God. That was even see. I wish I thought of that. I wish I thought of that. Well, on that happy note. <laughs> where's your jar? I don't know. I just can't. I can't with that movie. Like, it's so it's so good. It took it was like halfway through the movie before I was like, wait, that's Tom Cruise. <laughs> it was that he was that good in that movie, too. But man, when he's just in the background going <laughs> with the black comment, it's just like so perfect. It's all so perfect. We're, we're going to uh, add a, a movie critique section to this oh, podcast eventually. Man. It'll be fun. Yeah, it should be just you because we uh, I talked extensively about how grumpy I am. Uh, and fair. if it's if it's not Steve Martin or Will Ferrell or or I guess futuristic saving the world from the past kind of timeline, then I'll probably just be grumpy about it. OK, I don't know. I actually like movies. See, I'm a relatable human. That was optimistic. I like it. <laughs> well, that was something my wife said to me. So I was up, uh, I was I was on a trip with my dad and we pulled up Netflix and I watched The Atom Project when we were out there. That's so 
that's the one starring Ryan Reynolds where he he shows up in present day, but he's some futuristic like soldier and he runs into his 12 year old self, you know, and, and the, the, that's the whole shtick is that he and, and his younger self are just like, just laying into each other and insulting the crap out of each other the whole time while they try to find like his fiance from the future and save the world and all that shit. And my wife saw the login to Netflix where we're at and, Oh, you know, like, I saw you logged in, like everything good. I'm like, yeah, everything's good. We got it. And then we start this movie. And five minutes later, I look down on my phone and I just see a message from my wife. And she it just says, always the same movie. <laughs> <laughs> and she's right. If it's the future being saved from the past, I'm probably watching it. All right. You need to go watch something completely opposite of that, like Shawshank Redemption or something. And just like, I love Shawshank Redemption. Great. I'm, met, I'm a real human. I met someone about a week ago who has not seen that movie. And I was in shock mm. that he didn't know anything about it. And I was like, oh, you must be way younger Nothing? than me. Nothing. Man. He had never heard of it. Uh, he's a little younger. So it's, I, I gave him a pass. But, uh, there are movies like that though, too, that I haven't seen that, that would absolutely change your opinion of me. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know you've seen Debbie Does Dallas about 55 times, so we can cross that one off. And a half. <laughs> off. I mean, so here, here's here's my my movie-ness in a nutshell. A movie I know you probably haven't seen is called Bunraku. Nope, haven't seen it. It's like B-level, like lower budget kind of film, but it's meant to be some like really flashy, artsy, like martial arts movie. Josh Hartnett, I think, plays the main character, the lucky number 11 guy. Yep, yep. And then Ron Perlman, I think, plays the like the big bad guy that he fights in the end or something. And it's okay. a classic, like he works his way up, loses, comes back kind of thing. Like, but it's it's it was one of those movies where at first I thought it was kind of weird, but like I was just, you know, living in an apartment with nothing else to do. So I watched it to the end and I kind of liked it. So I've seen that movie, but I have not seen Tombstone. Oh, Tombstone is a fantastic movie. I know. I'm shocked that you of all people, the maestro of the handlebar mustache, has not seen that movie. I know. I haven't seen that. And it's one of those like people who know me still bring up every so often. They're like, have you seen Tombstone yet? Nope. Man. You know, walk away disgusted. That that is one of the most highly quotable non-comedy movies that I have ever seen in my lifetime. It's fantastic. Fantastic. I know. Sorry. Man, I am not your. But you haven't seen an equally acclaimed classic like Zoolander, so <laughs> this is true. This is true. I will watch Zoolander at some point before we meet again next week. Oh, really? You I have will, that I, kind of time. I will make it work somehow. Man, I yeah, I need to. I, I do need to sit down and watch that. There's a couple of movies I need to sit down and watch. I'm not going to tell you anymore because. <laughs> have you seen Braveheart? I'm ashamed. Yes, I've seen Braveheart. Okay. That's my all-time favorite movie. So yeah, that would have been that would have been a recording ender right there. Okay. Yeah, there's there's a my all-time favorite's Gladiator. Gladiator was good. Absolutely love that movie. It's yeah. got it's got all the feels and all the actions and all the creepies and everything. It's got it's got everything. And it has the like romantic tension without the actual romance happening too. Yeah. That dads, you want to be a good dad? Be Gladiator. But, you know, not don't let what happened to his wife and kids happen. Other than that, you're good, though. 
Let's see. Um, put your career before your family. Piss off your boss and get your family murdered. Get enslaved and then go back at it, only to learn you've probably got another child that's going to be punished for the sins of the father. That's not good dadding. I'm I'm gonna say no. Different times. Different times. Different times. I that's mean, true. like if there's a draft, what are you gonna do? Like not go to the army? That's true. You, that is true. You know what'll get you put into a camp faster than anything else? Not going to the army. Yep. <laughs> Yep. Well, um, a thank you to the service members who uh, who volunteer so that we don't have a draft. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the notes from this podcast are don't run from police and uh, drink water. <laughs> melon. Yep. Water, melon. Eat your watermelon and drink your water. And um, don't and be a man in a bear suit in 100 out degree of the, China. Stay out of the sun in your bear suit. Whatever you do on your own time, it's none of our business. Just don't. Yeah. Don't find yourself in a Chinese zoo. Oh, I wonder if that's actually some uh, some American news reporter who's being punished, and they, know. Uh, you know, to punish you, we're going to put you in a bear suit and leave you in this exhibit. This article about the lady was really insulting at the end. By the way, I'm sorry. Like I know we're like way past that, but it said her. It, it, did you see the thing about her last post? Her uh, the wake up and smell the durian. Her last one. post. Yeah, it's that fabulous time of year again, durian season in Thailand. Like, oh, yay, like whatever durian. But then it says the fruit has a distinctive pungent smell, which has been likened to raw sewage and has been banned from public spaces. It's just like, oh, she died. It's kind of sad. This is like a lesson for all of us. Her breath probably smelled like garbage when she went. She was a super calloused, fragile mystic hex biolatosis. Mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah. See, Gandhi was probably sneaking bacon on the side. I think he was. I think he was. Broad. Bacon and bikini burgers. I think he was eating both of those. <laughs> well, we've now gotten really inappropriate. I wonder where his tattoos were. He didn't have a bandit tattoo. Yeah, was, see, this is, why, forward. this is why we're not going to make a third episode, because now we're insulting Gandhi, <laughs> literally. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> All right. Um, this feels good. I think we're at a good at a, we're a good stopping point. I think we passed the stopping point a while ago. A but we'll fix it in post. Ago. Yeah, at least we'll your hat is still on. It is. It is. The hat yeah, is still so there. On. You go. It's good. still looking sharp. The Stetson's still working, even though do we're that. not doing video. No, no, we're not doing video yet. We. Uh, I'm. I'm wearing my Wednesday best, which means you still shouldn't see me. <laughs> All right. On that note, I'm going to end the recording. All right. Sounds good. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.